Good morning, and welcome to the Sunday service of Free Community Church. Thank you for joining us today, whether it be on-site or online. So today is the first week of the Lunar New Year, so I wish you all a happy Lunar New Year. And I thank the Mandarin Ministry for decorating our sanctuary with all these beautiful flowers and um, posters. So I hope you've been having a great um, time if you're celebrating Lunar New Year, maybe reconnecting with friends and family, um, having some great food and conversation. Um, but maybe for you, it may not be such an easy time. Uh, some of us find the social obligation tiring. Uh, maybe our relationships with our family could be strained. Or due to COVID, we've not been able to see those we love. So whether it's been a good time for you or a tough time, uh, maybe, this, maybe we all just need a moment to pause and to rest. And so I hope this next hour for you will be just that, a time where we can actually take a step back in the midst of all the festivities and just to remember that, um, you know, with grateful hearts that God provides us our daily bread and our true wealth is in God's abundant love for us. So... Um, Let's take a moment to greet one another. Uh, if you're here on site, you can give each other a wave. Uh, turn to your neighbors and wave. If you're online, you can type into the chat a greeting, peace be with you, uh, happy new year, whatever it may be. And our moderators will be standing by online to respond to you as well. Um, so now uh, let us stand as you're willing and able and join me in the call to worship. Today is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Let, Let us be glad this day for life, for breath, for breath and, and for freedom, freedom to, to worship. worship. Blessed are you who come in the name of the Lord. We, we come, come to bring, bring our gifts of praise and gratitude to the, to the God, God of all creation. God is good, and in God's work we find our strength. We, we sing of all God's wonderful works. Let us give thanks and praise to the Lord. Now let's join our hearts and voices together in a time of worship. Um, if you're here on site, you feel free to be seated, to remain standing. Uh, you can clap, you can close your eyes, you can hum along. The one thing we're not allowed to do is sing, unfortunately. Um, but I hope this time will still be a meaningful time for you, where you can meditate on the words and reflect on God's love for you. We want to see you. 
if I could rewrite your story of love for me I would not forget those moments of doubts If I could rewrite your story of love for me I would not erase those times of struggle Those moments of doubting myself And blaming you for all my brokenness Those moments I wrestled myself And you for the answers For a little hope Then I will remember When you became real to me When you would not turn away When you would not turn away I will remember I am an anchor of love I am a beacon of hope For you Write your story of love for me I would not forget those moments of doubts If I could rewrite your story of love for me I would not erase those times of struggle Those moments of doubting myself and blaming you for all my brokenness Those moments I wrestled myself And blame you for the answers For a little hope Then I will remember When you became real to me When you would not turn to you and so I saw that I was born free when you touched me on my side when my eyes were open to you and so I saw that I was born free then I will remember when you when you would not turn away When you would not turn away I will remember I am an anchor of love I am a beacon of hope For you I will remember I will remember When you became real to me When you would not turn away when you would not turn away I 
Good morning, sibling in Christ. I'm Mandarin Ministry Cheryl. Today I'll be leading the prayer. Let us pray. Woman Ching Ida Abatian Fu, Woman Gan Un, Gan Un Zaja In Yen Li Nida Bao Show, Zaja Yang the Eating Huan Jing Sha, Rang Woman the Dishong Jian Mayman Haiko Yi Jiji Zaichi. Our beloved God, we are grateful for your protection in the past year, even though we are living in a pandemic. We are still able to gather together, appreciating the lanterns, the festive couplets, and feasts on New Year goodies. We are also grateful for your loving presence in the past year, filled with all kinds of memories. We do not feel afraid but safe in you. 同时在新的一年里, 直到永远，我们也要求你来带领我们，将我们栽种在你的殿中，你的院中，你的生命河边，使我们得到您的滋养结果，永不干枯。在这特别喜庆的日子里，我们也来求你来祝福我们，祝福我们的FCC，我们的
God of our history, God of the future that will be. What will you make of me? I come to you. God of the meek and mild, God of the reckless and the wild, God of the unreconciled, I come to you. Good morning. 
Happy Lunar New Year to all of you. And thank you for joining us as we continue our sermon series, Home is the Way. We've been using Menti as an engagement tool for our sermons, so we can hear feedback and we can build this sermon together. And I want to invite you to join us, um, whether you log in on menti.com and use the code 43972569, or you can scan the QR code and you can get onto Menti and joining us um, that way. We'll leave this up for a little while so all of you can get um, on. Um, for those of you who are online, um, if you miss this, maybe later on um, throughout the entire um, service when the screen comes on, you should be able to see the code still. So you can log into menti.com and just enter the um, menti code for this, um, this session. <clears throat> That's 43972569. Yep. So Pauline mentioned last week in her sermon, Opening Our Doors to Love, that there's a way of accessing our spiritual health. And Richard Rohr says that, what, ask this question, what do we do with our pain? Right. Do we transmit it or do we transform it? And you may have heard the saying, hurt people, hurt people. And that's what is meant by transmitting pain. If we don't transform our pain, then we inadvertently transmit it and pass it on. And so in this season, when we talk about being home is the way, when you come home, we need to somehow transform our pain so that we can be together um, without transmitting it to one another. So I want to ask you, have you been transforming your pain or have you been trans transmitting your pain? I'll give you some time to enter and uh, for our friends online who might be a few seconds slower. So many of you have indicated you have been both transforming and transmitting your pain. Oh, that's a large majority. Um, and some of you have been thinking that you have transformed your pain and some still thinking that you are transmitting pain. And some saying neither. Um, I think I've been both transmitting my pain and transforming my pain at the same time. Because we carry a lot of different kinds of pains with us a lot of different kinds of wounds. And some wounds we have dealt with, and some wounds we may not have. And sometimes we're not even conscious that we're carrying that pain around. If you think that you have transformed your pain, I want to ask you, you know, for those five people, <clears throat> are there occasions that I have transformed, I'm transmitted my pain? Because it's, life's not really black and white, right? Are there types of pain that you have not yet transformed and you're still transmitting? And for those of you who think that you only transmitted your pain, it will be good to ask yourself, are there parts of my pain that has been transformed? 
And for the six of you, and those of you who may not have participated, if you think that you don't have any pain, it will be good to ask, am I in denial? Am I avoiding dealing with my pain? Because all of us have been hurt and carry pain with us. That's the nature of the brokenness of the world. Richard Rohr writes, All healthy religion shows you what to do with your pain, with the absurd, the tragic, the nonsensical, the unjust and the undeserved, all of which eventually come into every lifetime. If only we see these wounds as the way true as Jesus did, then they will become sacred wounds rather than scars to deny, disguise or project onto others. I'm sorry to admit that I first see my wounds as an obstacle more than a gift. Healing is a long journey. If we cannot find a way to make our wounds into sacred wounds, we invariably become cynical, negative, or bitter. That's the storyline of many of the greatest novels, myths, and stories of every culture. If we do not transform our pain, we will most assuredly transmit it, and usually to those who are closest to us, our family, our neighbours, our co-workers, and invariably the most vulnerable, our children. Transmitting pain causes hurt. Transforming pain is a process of healing. Pauline said that sometimes people treat FCC as a hospital. They come with wounds and hurts and hope that we can help them get back on their feet and help them heal. And we're happy to do so because that's part of our work and ministry as pastors and as a church. That's what we are called to do. We are called to love unconditionally. The issue isn't that they leave after they received what they think they needed. The issue isn't just that the relationship is one-sided. Because I think the issue is that they misunderstood what healing is. When we treat church like a hospital, we think that our wounds and hurts can be treated and healed just like an illness or injury, can be treated with just medicine or an operation, and we get fixed, and we heal instantly, or we get better instantly. But that's not how, in, that's not how healing works. That's not even how healing works in a hospital. Most of the, even after an in illness or injury, most of the healing takes place after being discharged from hospital. We stay in hospital to get the treatment to deal with the illness or injury, and the healing comes after that. The healing we need for the wounds and hurts that we carry, the wounds of our heart, the wounds of our soul, they, are, they need to be healed through love. Not just receiving love, but also as we learn to love. So, this is why this place, church, community, is where we can find healing for our wounds and hurts. This place, home. 
Home is where we learn how to love and be loved more deeply and authentically. We don't have to pretend to be someone else. We are who we are. We, we love each other without needing to pretend to be someone else. We don't have to fake it. Home is where we create a whole space for each other to grow. Home is where we take care of one another. So home is where we find healing. When people treat church as hospital, they leave after they think that they receive what they needed. But I don't think that they are fully healed. True love, true ahava, is more concerned about giving than receiving. Being at the center of someone's attention isn't love. And love isn't about getting some feeling of fix. Ahava is about giving our devotion and time. Giving is the vehicle of love. God so loved the world that God gave. I really love what Pauline said last week. That's why I had to quote it verbatim. Love is centered on the other rather than centered on the self. That is why, you know, this is what we learned from the rabbi, right? The Hebrew word for love, ahaba, adds up to 13. And God, Yahweh, or, you know, without the consonants, adds up to 26. Love requires mutuality. You cannot love alone. It is easy to treat church as a hospital because we all want quick fixes. And also, we want to avoid pain. We want instant healing. But healing takes time. Healing takes effort. And healing often involves pain and discomfort. Richard Raw says, we shouldn't try to get rid of our own pain. Oops. We shouldn't try to get rid of our own pain until we learned what it has to teach us. When we can hold our pain consciously and trustfully and not project it elsewhere, we find ourselves in a very special liminal space. Here, we are open to learning and breaking through to a much deeper level of faith and consciousness. Please trust me on this. We must all carry the cross of our own reality until God transforms us through it. These are the wounded healers of the world and healers who have fully faced their wounds are the only ones who can heal anyone else. We need to be able to hold the pain and not shy away from it, not avoid it. We sang one of FCC's anthems today, Free in Your Presence. I often get the name wrong because I always go that one, that one. No, I will remember, right? And the lyrics goes, If I could rewrite... your story of love for me, I will not forget the moments of doubt. 
If I could rewrite your story of love for me, I would not erase those times of struggle. I want to ask you, if you could rewrite God's story of love for you, would you erase those times of struggle? And thank you for being vulnerable. Thank you for participating because it's not easy. It's not easy to return to those moments of struggle because those struggles can mean a lot of pain, a lot of hurt, things that sometimes are under the surface and rarely shows up. But when they show up, they emerge they bubble up to the surface and break through with memories, pain, and sometimes um, things that we do not want to remember. Mm. Yeah. And for eight of you who have responded, you would write and you would rewrite that story. I hope that for those who want to rewrite that story, to wrestle with that, those struggles. Because these struggles can be transformed into sacred wounds. The song, Free in Your Presence, is based on a passage where jo Jacob was wrestling with God or with an angel or with someone in Genesis chapter 32. That's the wrestling. And I want to read to you the version from the inclusive Bible. Right? In the course of the night, Jacob arose, took the entire caravan, and crossed the ford of the Yabuk River. After Jacob had crossed with all his possessions, he returned to the camp, and he was totally alone. And there, someone wrestled with Jacob until the first light of dawn. Seeing that Jacob could not be overpowered, the other struck Jacob at the socket of the hip, and the hip was dislocated as they wrestled. Then Jacob's contender said, Let me go, for day is breaking. And Jacob answered, I will not let you go until you bless me. What is your name? The other asked. Jacob, he answered. The other said, Your name will no longer be called Jacob or heel grabber, but Israel, overcomer of God, because you have wrestled with both God and, with mor and mortals, and you have prevailed. So Jacob named the place Peniel, face of God, because I have seen God face to face, yet my life was spared. At sunrise, Jacob left Peniel, limping along from the injured hip. I like this image of Jacob wrestling with God. And I want you to think, put yourself into Jacob's shoes. Have you wrestled and struggled with God too? Let me go back to Jacob's story. At this point of the story, Jacob was at his wit's ends. He was going to meet Esau and he was afraid. 
Jacob was weary and burdened and fearful of the outcome of this reunion because Esau, the last time he saw him, wanted to kill him. And he, as he wrestled and struggled with himself and with God, he struggled with the darkness within himself. He had been running away all this while, running away from his brother, because that's the consequence of stealing the blessing meant for his brother. He receives a new name, Israel, because he has struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. And it's through this struggle that he was blessed. Which human was he struggling with in this story? Himself. Healing happens in our wrestling with ourselves and with God. That is how we transform our pain. We wrestle by looking hard at ourselves, knowing who we are, both the good and the bad, and knowing even as we wrestle God and ourselves through the dark night, the dawn will come and God will bless us. And our pain is transformed and we are transformed. And we will be given new names. The lyrics from the song we sing, those moments I wrestled myself and you for the answers, for a little hope. And I will remember when you became real to me, when you will not turn away. I will remember that I'm an anchor of love and I'm a beacon of hope for you. We also need to remember that Jacob or Israel did not emerge unscathed. He emerged from that struggle with a permanent limp from where God had touched him. This wound is like the sacred wounds Richard Rohr says. These are not scars that we are supposed to deny or hide. They have something to teach us. Every time that Jacob walks with the limp, he's reminded of that struggle that night. He's reminded that he was unwilling to let go until he was blessed. He was reminded he, every time he limped, every time it ached, that he saw God face to face and lived. Richard Raw gives an example of holding pain. He says this, the Pieta, right? Michelangelo's Pieta in the Vatican City is one good example of holding the pain. Mary cradling his Jesus' body one would expect her to take the role wailing or protesting, but she doesn't. Looking at her face in sorrow, but also there's something else. We must reflect on this deeply. Mary is in complete solidarity with the mystery of life and death. It's as though she's saying, there's something deeper happening here. How can I absorb it just as Jesus is absorbing it? 
instead of returning it in kind? How can I absorb this pain? Consider this analogy of en energy circuits. Most of us are just relay stations. Only a minority are transformers. People who actually change the electrical charge that passes through us. Jesus on the cross and Mary standing beneath the cross are classic images of transformative spirituality. They do not return the hostility, hatred, accusations or malice directed at them. What they do is that they hold the suffering until it becomes resurrection. That's the core mystery of Christianity. It takes a whole life to begin to comprehend this. It tends to be the wisdom of elders, not youngsters. Unfortunately, our natural instinct is to try to fix pain, control it, or even foolishly try to understand it. The ego insists on understanding. That's why Jesus praises a certain quality even more than love, and he calls it faith. Faith is the ability to stand in liminal space, to stand on the threshold, to hold the contraries, until we are moved by grace to a much deeper level and a much larger frame, where our private pain is not center stage, but a mystery shared with every act of bloodshed and every tear wept since the beginning of time. Our pain is not just our own. It is then that we move from just being wounded to wounded healers. I wonder what, whether this resonates with you. Is there pain that you carry that you have not transformed yet? And is there pain that you have transformed. These are the moments when God becomes real to us. I want to invite you to reflect. What are the moments when God became real to you? Just like we sang in the song just now. What are these moments when God became real to you? Very often, we will find these moments, times of struggle. The long nights that we wrestled, and then the dawn comes. I hope that, I think very often, when we talk about spending time with God in prayer, we think about it as a positive thing. But I also want to invite you to see that even when you struggle, even when it's uncomfortable, even when you feel negative feelings, God is still with you and that is still good. Don't shy away from these moments. Don't shy away when, when you feel pain because that's the only way to process it is to go through it. Some of the answers 
confront the source of pain, when I'm lost, hopeful moments, when God answers my prayer, when I'm at my lowest, during bad times, tranquility, good times. I'm not sure yet. That's okay. When grace prevails, when you are comforted by the Holy Spirit, when I won't give up, when God changes my view, when restoration, when I struggle, when I hurt others, when I'm in peace, in grief, quiet time, crisis. Thank you. Three weeks ago, at the end of my sermon, as I said, rise, take up your mat and live, many emotions surfaced. Those of you who watched the sermon or was, was here, you have seen me bubbling with a lot of emotions. It was one of the wounds that was being bound up and healed. The pain was, in a, it was literally being transformed. Because I wrote those lines thinking in my mind that I need to deliver it with the voice of authority just like Reverend Yap. And the grief that he's no longer with us surfaced as well as I said, right? A lot of that grief wasn't totally resolved. And I wondered and I often doubted that I ever will have the same authority to speak like Reverend Yap. But that moment, God showed me something different. God showed me that I'm to find my own voice. The voice that's tempered with vulnerability. The voice that is one of the wounded healer. I didn't have to be someone else. I don't have to be Reverend Yap. I have to be Myak. I'm grateful for that moment. Because there was healing and insight, but it was also coupled with pain and grief, things that might have been suppressed for a long time and surfaced once in a while. I'm grateful also for that moment because it prepared me to write the letter to today because I found my voice again in touch with the pain and different kinds of pain that I've been carrying around for years. Trigger warning, I'm going to be talking about suicide. As I was cleaning, I was spring, spring cleaning for Lunar New Year, I came across this police report that I made in January 2008. I had been receiving calls from an unknown number late in the night at that time. And I wanted to find out why and who. So I, made, I went to the police right after that because I had been getting these calls for quite a while, I think several weeks before I got frustrated because it came in like 11 in the night, 1 in the morning, um, and it woke me up you know, every time. And I got frustrated. I went to make a police report. It was only when I found out my friend took his own life 
that I realised that it was him calling from a public phone. I spoke about this in the sermon I preached, the last sermon I preached before I left for seminary that year in 2008. I knew my friend was depressed for a while, and in the past two years then, he withdrew to himself and did not contact any of us. And in that sermon, I wondered if our, if our connection was stronger, that he would call instead of making those calls from a public phone where it would click off once I picked up because he didn't put any money in. And I wondered if I could have done more. It was in his memory and the memory of others who took their own lives that I knew that I wrote that letter to today. Rise, take up your mat and live. My mat, my pain, is the grief and pain of losing my friends and wondering if I could have done more. I will never know. All I know is to move beyond trying to understand why and learn to embrace the mystery. There will be different wounds and different mats in our lives. It is our journey to wrestle with and rise and take them up and live. We need to learn to hold the suffering, the pain, until it becomes resurrection. Understanding that is the core mystery of Christianity. Jacob kept asking, what is your name? God never answers Jacob, but blesses Jacob. I believe that there are questions we will keep asking and we will keep seeking. And even when we do not get answers, God still blesses us. But we keep asking the questions. We keep holding on and not let go. We keep struggling until the dawn comes. All this is encapsulated in the wisdom of the second half of the prayer of St. Francis of Assisi. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. Transforming pain means wrestling till we move beyond wanting to be consoled, but to console others. We move beyond wanting to be loved, but to love. Realising in Pauline's words last week that giving is the vehicle of love. God so loved the world that God gave. That is when we stop transmitting pain and begin transforming pain. This is when we become wounded healers. This is when we become anchors of hope, no, beacons of hope and anchors of love. That's what the song is about. That's our story. This song was written by our folks, our anthem. It tells our story embedded within. Whenever it's played, I can't help but sing it. I can't help but be moved by it, be reminded of the struggle that we all went through, the struggle as a community and our individual struggles. And I invite you 
who have that faith to trust that God is there in the dark night and God will bring you through. You are not alone. Jacob didn't wrestle alone. Even when he sent his whole family across the, the river, he sent all his possessions across the river and he was the only one. But he was not alone. And I hope that we learn to become wounded healers who understand that it is in giving that we receive. It is in pardoning that we are pardoned. And it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. We come to a time of Holy Communion. We gather each Sunday at this table. And even though at this time we cannot be all physically together, the table of God's feast transcends time and space because God's love transcends all boundaries. So this table recognizes no boundaries. Here at FCC, we celebrate an open table. This means that you do not have to meet any criteria. You do not have to be a member of CC. You do not have to be baptized. You only need to recognize that God's grace is sufficient. We are your people, God, called together in your love. We are your children, Mother, called around the table of your word. We are your disciples, Lord, called to praise and give you thanks. Together. We thank you, good and, and gracious God, for, for calling us to be your people, for giving us eyes to see, ears to hear, and hands to touch and bless our world. Even as your people, God, we are separated from ourselves, each other, and you, the creator of life. Let us confess our brokenness. As people, As people caught, caught in our, in our tradition, tradition, we confess that we have helped perpetuate systems that deny the dignity and sacred worth of all sorts and conditions of persons. We have paid lip service to equality. Our lives are based on discrimination of the other. We have been our own worst enemies. We have failed ourselves, others, and we have failed you, God. Moved by your power, we accuse ourselves because, because we, we have, have not allowed you to form us as a new people. We confess our sin and we pledge to work for reconciliation with one another. We thank you, gracious God, for forgiveness and the chance to start again. We thank you, gracious God, for the gift of your Spirit given to us in Jesus, in whom we are freed from the past and its oppression, in whom the gift is complete. Gracious God, you are the mother of creation and the father of all life. We are, great, we are gathered as your people to thank you for your blessings, to receive your mercy and forgiveness, and remember how Jesus died for us, and accepting death to show his love for us 
and you. We remember how Jesus came to us, becoming one of us, born like us, of flesh and blood and bone, a fully human person like us in all things but sin. Remember how on the night before Jesus died, he gathered with his friends for one last meal. Sisters and brothers, siblings, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. The person who aligns with me hungers no more ever. Anyone eating this bread will not die ever. This is my body, broken for you. Take, eat, remember me. Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the branches. When you are joined with me and I with you, the harvest is sure to be abundant. I loved you as I have been loved. Abide in my love. This is my blood shed for you. Take, drink, remember me. Would the stewards come forward to distribute the elements? Due to um, the safety measures, uh, please allow the stewards to hand you the communion elements rather than reaching out and take your own. For those who are joining us uh, for the first time, um, please hold on to the elements. Um, we will partake of it uh, together as one body. Will you join me in prayer? Jesus, you are always present in our midst. You come to us simply, lovingly, humbly, in word and sacrament, 
in this bread and wine, in the love we share with one another. Let's eat and drink of this bread and wine, remembering Jesus, His teaching, His life, His suffering, His death, His rising to His new life. I invite you to stand as you are willing and able and join us in the prayer of communion. Gracious and loving God, you have made us one in the body of Christ and nourished us at your table with holy food and drink. Thank, Thank you, you for, for feeding our, our hunger, hunger and, and relieving our thirst. With deep gratitude, we offer you our lives, our love, ourselves, gathered in Jesus by your life-giving Spirit. May we become a new people, wholly pleasing to you, a people giving glory to your name. Amen. Please be seated. So welcome again to the Sunday service of Free Community Church, where free stands for first realize everyone's equal. FCC is an inclusive church. That means you are welcome here, regardless of your theological background, your gender identity, your sexual orientation, economic status, or any other labels the world puts upon you. To those of you who worship with us regularly and those joining us for the first time, welcome home. As Miak said, home is a place where this is where we hope you can find home, a place where you can both receive love and give love and find community. So for those of you who are joining us for the first time, uh, we invite you to stay in touch with us by scanning this QR code or going to fcc.la slash welcome. There you can leave some of your details, and we promise we won't spam you. Uh, one of our staff or pastors will reach out to you and find out how we can better serve your needs. Uh, we also have a newcomers meeting at the end of every month, so that will be on the 27th of February. It will be um, hybrid, probably here and online. And this is a meeting where you can find out more about our church, uh, who we are, how we started, our theology, our organization, and um, how you can become part of our community. So if you want to join that, email info at freecomchurch.org. And my name is David, by the way. I'm the service leader for today. So we now have a, a financial update for our members and those of you who uh, have committed to support this church regularly. So it's the end of January. Uh, we have pretty much reached our target for the general fund, uh, which is about 8%. And we are slightly behind on the building fund, but not too far behind. So we thank you very much for all your generosity. And uh, we just encourage you to uh, keep up the good work. <laughs> For those of you who support our church, thank you so much. Um, so now we come to our time of giving. Um, there's two ways you can give to FCC through uh, PayNow by scanning one of these two QR codes. One of them is for the general fund, which mainly goes to support our uh, pastors and staff salaries and to keep the lights on in this building. And the other goes to the building fund, which is to pay the mortgage on this property. So you can um, also give by credit card at freecomchurch.give. Asia. Now that platform does charge a small administrative fee, um, but we welcome you to give in any form you can. 
So please join me as we pray for the offering. Dear God, we thank you that in you we have abundance. It may not be abundance of material things, but we have abundance of your love that you poured out upon us through your Son, Jesus Christ. We have abundance of your peace, peace that transcends what the world can give, that transcends our circumstances. We have abundance of joy, the joy that wells up deep from within through your Spirit. So no matter the circumstances we are in, may we find contentment and strength through you. And we thank you for your support and sustenance for this church. We thank you for all those who have generously given of their time, their finances, and their abilities to further your ministry in this church and your mission to reach out to those, especially those who are marginalized, who have been left behind, who need a safe place to worship. God, please help us to continue doing your work and bless this offering. In Jesus' name, amen. And now invite the stewards to come forward to distribute the offering. If you are on site and you would like to drop uh, some cash in the bag, please raise your hand and the stewards will come to you. So as the stewards are going around, we have some announcements to make. Um, the first one is that we still need volunteers. So for the last two years, we've been doing a service which is both on-site and online. And the online part actually takes quite a bit of work. We have people doing camera, we have people doing lighting, uh, video, uh, sound, and all that. So we do need more help. Um, and so right now we're looking for people to do visual design and video editing. So if this is something you feel you can contribute in, um, maybe you may not even have the skills, you know, but you are just have the heart to serve, then we actually will provide training to you. So drop an email to gary.chan at freecomchurch.org and then we will give you a behind-the-scenes tour so you can see how everything works with, and then see if it's a good fit for you. Uh, so this is also a season when a lot of us are doing lohei. Lohei is a very Singaporean thing where we toss this very colorful salad. Uh, I guess it's not really done in a lot of other countries, but okay, it's very Singaporean. So we want to do, uh, we're still doing a competition where if you get together with friends from church, we are looking for the most inclusive lohei, the most colorful lohei, and the most creative lohei. So just take a photo when you're doing the lohei and send it to info at freecomchurch.org by the 11th of February, and there'll be prizes for each category. Now, there are some restrictions, okay? You, first of all, this should be with FCC people, right? So this is actually a way for us to build more community. In fact, if you know someone who maybe is far away from their family, or you can invite them to join you for a lohei so that our community can be stronger. And um, you can only submit to one category per group. So choose the one you think you have the best chance to win at, and then submit by 11th of Feb. And now uh, I'll invite Pastor Pauline to give us the benediction. So before I give the benediction, just want to wish all of you, both on-site and online, a very happy and blessed Lunar New Year. And if you're willing and able, would you stand for the benediction? Dear God, you so loved the world that you gave. It is in giving that we receive, and it is in loving that we are transformed. Thank you for this home 
that we can learn to love and be loved and be transformed and healed in the process. So now go. Go as God's wounded healers into every corner of this earth so that others may be loved and transformed as well. And may God's love and grace go with you now and always. Amen. So thank you so much for joining us for service on this very special Sunday. Um, please have a wonderful and a blessed week ahead. And for those of you who are here on site, 